you are not a good guy and you will take revenge on your children if they misbehave. You think, oh no, I, I like my children. It's like other people might not like them. Maybe they don't behave very well, you know, and you think you like them because you're a saint, but you're not. What's up, what's up? It's the Hunger Millennial back again with yet another proactive pragmatism. This week, I'm ready to continue on with the review of Jordan, Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. And today's rule is kind of funny, and it may seem like it doesn't apply to everyone, but eventually it can apply to you. It, can, it also applies to myself. I have uh, one of these as well. So this rule is... Rule number five, do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. And when this comes to mind, it sounds very, very shocking. It's like, okay, why? A, why would I dislike my kid? And B, if I don't have any kids, how does this apply? And for me, this is applied to daily habits and information, how you deal with kids how you mentor them, how you teach them, whether you volunteer at the local Boys and Girls Club or you're a youth basketball coach, football coach, whatever. What we find is a lot of times I found over the years, a lot of habits that my coaches, my parents, and the people that I was surrounded by in general, I fall into those habits and often I imitate the things that they taught me throughout life and one thing so but in summary what typically happens is you end up carrying the good and the bad traits so last last week I believe it was I picked up my little no it was two weeks ago two weeks ago I picked up my little girl and since it's COVID we were coloring in the car and uh, we were sitting there, we, she has her crayons and then she, you know, wants another color. So she decides she's going to cram them back in the box and then boom, it hit me. I was like, well, what I could do in this instant, I could allow her to put the crayons in backwards and however she wants them to, but on the back end, it's going to breed contempt because I'm going to be upset with her when she does other things disorganized. And I found out and, and I wanted to impress on her that it's the small things that matter when you want to go back to something. You know, one big thing that, that Jordan Peterson talks about, he talks about making your bed, things of that nature. There's this big movement of taking personal responsibility. But we also have to ask ourselves, why are people in the mode of not trying to take personal responsibility and not trying to do things the right way so that way they can have follow-up and what happens is a lot of times as children we're not told the why behind things we we get instructed go clean your room make your bed do all these things but there's the why is not included it's once we start implementing the why so I broke it down to and I was like well if we put them back in nice next time it's not going to be a big hassle to grab them out because you know life does get chaotic and so if we've got five crayons out and we just stuff the rest of them back in, 
once we go back and we're going to want to reuse those tools again, we're going to want to utilize the things that we have. And in order to keep those things and maintain those things, we have to create some type of order. That order is important. In the military, they stress upon us straight corners uh, when we're in basic training, uh, making sure that your underwear and your socks were folded correctly. But they do a lot of these things so you can get that muscle memory of how to put things in order. So when chaos happens, you know exactly where it is and how you can execute. I was talking to uh, somebody, somebody that I just met recently and they were like, oh, okay, what are you doing this weekend? And I told them, I was like, it's a reset day. And they were like, what's a reset day? And I go on to explain a little bit further that a reset day is where, you know, I'm knocking out my laundry. I'm making sure that the house is clean. I'm making sure that everything is in order because my week can become very chaotic. I'm making sure my uniforms are washed and taken care of. I'm making sure that I have the groceries that I need to get through the week. I'm making sure that, and and I'm making sure that I have the hygiene items that I need as well. So I'm buying those, making those things happen. And I'm realizing, and over time you start to realize that it's those habits that you form when you're younger or when you got downtime that eventually help you get through the grueling week. Because if I set up my days appropriately and I plan things appropriately, give myself enough time to do things when chaos does happen, which it will happen, uh, Murphy's Law, what can go wrong will go wrong. When those things do happen, there's a lot less stress when I need to execute on a task or when I need to get something done. It could be, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the military part time. It could be something related with the troops. It could be something related with uh, one of the military courses that I'm taking currently to um, further my career. It could just it could be just about anything. Uh, my car could get a flat. Um, it, it, it's all of those things that equal success for you later on in life. And so I think it's, it's very like, and, and here's the thing, is when people see a squared away person, when they see somebody who has at least a, a small amount of things together, that gives them comfort and they want to give you more tasks. They want to give you more things to do. And they feel like you just become this trustworthy person. I've seen some of the most toxic people get some of the greatest positions just because other people weren't squared away. The people with the good hearts and that took care of the people, they weren't squared away. But it ha- it happened so that the toxic people ended up being just enough more squared away than the people who actually cared about the individuals in the organization, the people that would go on above and beyond. Because you can still be a go-getter and go above and beyond, but if you if you are perceived as not being squared away, you step on your own toes and step on your own feet and you come off as someone who doesn't have their things together. This could be completely untrue, but it also ties back to, you know, the gym. People, I can't change the way society is, but if you look fit, you take care of yourself, you stay on your things, you become that go-to person. You become, you set up those life skills and those, 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 habits in your life, the things that become habitual that set you up for success. So when when something comes up, comes up in somebody's life and they need a hairstylist, they need a graphic designer, they need a person with business acumen, they need a manager.
they need a manager. They need that person that has the expertise in that field. If you have the expertise, you're fit, you're squared away, and you know how to present, you know how to do all those things, you're a squared away person, your parents gave you those secrets to success, they gave you that platform to where you could be successful, they had the hard conversations with you and learned and grown with you and and vice versa, you do this, you know, you help out the youth and, and, and you become that person for them, it creates a lot more successful adults and successful children. One thing that, you know, was a big issue in my house were finances. And so I tried to, I'm trying to clean things up financially to make sure that I'm able to provide for my child. So that way she doesn't feel like she's lacking in life. And the, in, in those same traits and those same skills, as she gets older, I'm going to have conversations with her about money and about how you don't have to take out credit cards. How if you play great defense with your money and with what you have and spend less than what you make, you can square yourself away and set yourself up for the future. And so I think this is a very crafty rule and it's gonna help put people on the right path to where they can learn and grow and become the person that they wanna be. And sometimes, even though this metaphor is you know, talking about children, in a sense, we can also revamp our inner child. We can revamp who we are. We can start to, hey, what things can I do throughout the week that wouldn't make later me upset? And it also ties back to the rule we talked about last week where, you know, compare yourself to who you are, who you were yesterday, not to who somebody else is today. These rules coincide because once we start thinking about creating better human and better children and and having the hard conversations and addressing things, even during chaos, even when we're frustrated with children or we're frustrated with somebody else, it's about facing the problem ahead so it doesn't become a problem down the road. If you have the hard conversations, if you have the dialogue now, you can make it, you will have problems. You probably will have, you know, a bunch of more problems and a bunch of more issues. But if you start saying things and you start saying things that you want to say and that you, that need to be said, you can mitigate a lot of stress and a lot of issues down the road. So, yo, this is Hungry Millennial back with another Proactive Pragmatism. I appreciate you guys for checking in and, and, and listening to this review of Jordan Peterson's rule number five of the 12 rules for life. Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. So if you like this podcast, you have any questions, you want to want me to answer future questions on future podcasts, you can send me an email at proprag20 at gmail.com. That is proprag20 at gmail.com. Thank you, guys.